I speak to you in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So these readings, at least this gospel reading, to me, screams Happy Father's Day, doesn't it? Jesus, who preaches peace through most of his ministry and through most of the gospel, today says, that's not all of it. And he goes further and he says, I'm going to turn children against parents, household against household. And to me, it seems like the gospel writer has had young children during the pandemic. But this week, as I've been reflecting on this gospel reading, my wife and I also celebrated our 15th anniversary. And as I read this passage, one thing screamed out to me when I take these words of Jesus and my relationship with my wife. Love triangles. Now that may sound odd for someone to say a few days after their anniversary, but you know what love triangles are. They're the cover of glossy magazines, at the checkout counter, they're the plot of a great movie, they're what headlines are made of. But they're also part of our lives. Because whether we like to admit it or not, we're all part of a love triangle. If you're like me, you're probably part of several love triangles. Because at the heart of all love triangles are questions of priority, commitment, and loyalty. In today's gospel reading, Jesus sets before us a couple of these love triangles. When he says, whoever loves father and mother more than me is not worthy of me, and whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. In the first triangle, there's Jesus, there's us, and there's our mother and our father. In the second triangle, there's Jesus, there's us, and children. These are by no means the only love triangles of our lives. Jesus could have kept going. Because these love triangles can involve any one or anything. And every love triangle confronts us with at least two questions. What is our most important relationship? And who or what do we love the most? Of course, after hearing this gospel, it's really easy to quickly jump up and raise our hand with the Sunday school answer, Jesus. It's easy. Jesus makes it plain in this gospel. And when we're acting our best, that's probably the answer we say out loud. But what do our lives say? What's the lived answer to these questions?
I have a reminder on my hand every day of a commitment I made to my wife. But do I love Jesus more than Elizabeth? How do we do that? And as strange and difficult and challenging of a question as that is, that's what Jesus says I must do. If you look at my calendar, you would think that I either love this diocese or my kids' sports more than anything because that's where I spend my time. But believe it or not, this diocese isn't Jesus. And spending all my time on this diocese isn't the same as spending my time with Jesus. If you were to look at at my checkbook, you would probably quickly realize that I have an addiction to Diet Dr. Pepper from Sonic. because that's where I spend too much money. So do I love Diet Dr. Pepper more than I love Jesus? If you knew the thoughts that fill my mind and some of the choices I've made throughout my life, you would probably quickly realize that my lived answer is usually that I love myself most of all. And if you're honest, I bet you know that feeling. We're probably not all that different in our lived answers to those questions about our most important relationship and who or what we love most. Many days look pretty similar. But if, however, Jesus asks us to love him more than our own parents, more than our own children, more than our own selves, then he does the same thing with every single aspect of our lives. Because there can only be one primary relationship. And Jesus says, Jesus commands it to be him. And his demand for primacy in our lives isn't limited to mother or father or son or daughter. It's primacy over everything and anything that too often gets in our way. He could have easily continued his list of love triangles, saying, whoever loves friend more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever loves work more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever loves power, reputation, whoever loves church or denomination, whoever loves country and flag more than me is not worthy of me. So be honest with yourself. What are the love triangles in your life? What is your most important relationship? Who or what do you love most? Today's gospel confronts us. Today's gospel commands us to answer that question. And you may ask, I may, does this mean we reject our parents? Does this mean we reject our children? Of course not. Jesus isn't saying this. 
Please don't hear me saying this, because that misses the point by a mile. Jesus here isn't making a command for exclusivity. He's making a demand of priority. Jesus refuses to be just another of our love interests. Jesus is the primary love. And Jesus' refusal to to be just another love interest is for our own good, because it is only when we love Jesus first that we can love others best. That one primary relationship with Jesus is what gives all our other relationships direction, meaning, and purpose. And that relationship with Jesus becomes the lens by which everything else in our life makes sense. It's the foundation on which we build our lives. It's the signpost by which we make decisions. Because when our first love is Jesus, we can love our families, our mothers, our fathers, our sons, our daughters, best. Even, perhaps, especially, when that love of Jesus commands us to call out sin in our own families. Loving Jesus first means we can love our communities best, even and perhaps especially when that love of Jesus calls us to confront the sin and brokenness in our communities. Loving Jesus first means we can love ourselves best, even, perhaps especially, when that love calls us to call out that sin and brokenness we find in ourselves. But the hope in the midst of all of this, the hope in the midst of all of these love triangles in which we will always find ourselves, is that in the midst of that sin and brokenness and in the midst of that hope and joy, the one truth remains. Jesus loves us first. Amen.